Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to the business of marriage. We are always so excited to uh, talk and chat with you. Y'all know us by now. It's your girl, Tova. And Sam. And we are the Jones Unit, y'all. We are so excited to come again another Friday to talk about all things love, all things marriage, and all things business. Yo, y'all, we got to give y'all a shout out. Um, concerning last week's podcast. You guys really love that podcast and we just want to thank you all for all of the support, all of the shares, all of the likes. Now, if y'all can do us a favor, go ahead and review this podcast. We've, we've, we've done a couple of episodes now mm-hmm. and y'all kind of are getting the gist of what we do and what we, you know, talk about. So if y'all could go ahead and give us some likes and some comments on Apple, Google, or Spotify and just spread the love. Okay. But we appreciate all the love that y'all. We be sure us. do. Listen, we sure do. Cause you don't have to listen to a podcast. You sure don't. Right? There's so much information, so many people's opinions, so much, so many things out there, mm-hmm. you know, that people can listen to. I can name all the people, but I'm not. And I think that, <laughs> you know, what's important is you're deciding to listen to someone maybe in your own backyard. That's yeah. us. Yeah. You know, right where we're located. If you're across the nation or in a different country listening to us, kudos to you too for finding us Yeah, um, because we're going to share relevant information. We're going to share wisdom from our own experience, but we also going to give you that truth. Yeah, that truth. That truth. That truth. <laughs> and, and we're just so excited. So y'all know how we do every episode. We kick it off with a random question. So last time Sam asked me and now it is my turn. Mm. And you guys know we don't share these questions before we get on here. So if we take a little second to kind of Think about it. Yeah. Uh, it's because we were not prepared. Exactly. Okay. So, Sam, babe, mm-hmm. my question for you is, what has been the most favorite gift that I have given you? My most favorite gift that you've given me? Outside of Olivia. Oh, yes. I was going to say my daughter. No. No, no, yes. no. You don't get out that easy. <laughs> no, 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 no. My daughter. Nope. Um... I would say my most favorite gift, um, I think it was actually a memory. So uh, I want to say it was Valentine's Day and we went to Chicago and it was, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, we went to the top of the, was it the Hancock building? Mm-hmm. And... And it was absolutely amazing because I was I'm I'm not afraid of heights. I just don't like being in tall buildings or on tall rides. So, so it's not a phobia. It's not a fear. It's, I don't like. I don't like. I don't prefer. <laughs> yes, your preference. Preference, right? I'm not afraid of heights. I've been on plenty of high things. I can ride on airplanes just fine. I'm not afraid. Yeah, you and, do. And so you know, I enjoyed that memory, and that was a gift for me because it allowed me to you know. My love language of quality time. Mm-hmm. My uh, we got a chance to just be together. You know, I can think of a whole bunch of other gifts like my golf bag, which mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. All those different things are great, but I think my favorite my favorite was the gift was the memory of spending that time with you mm-hmm. in Chicago. Cool. Yeah. What's yours? Hi. So my favorite gift. There's so many. 
I would have to say I think my favorite gift would be the necklace that you got me mm. with Olivia mm. on it. Um, it's just very sentimental. Sentimental, yeah. Um, and when you gave it to me, we're going through COVID. It was my first Mother's Day, and we were locked down. So mm. all of my Mother's Day dreams of brunch and my daughter and my Crushed. husband waking me up and swifting me off <laughs> sweeping me off to brunch Absolutely and dinner crushed. and just spoiling me was it was crushed mm-hmm. but um i love the necklace that you gave me so that is actually my favorite gift that you've given me thus far okay that's awesome awesome. (laughs) okay y'all we are getting ready to jump in to today's chit chat so if you are not following us on social media you have to do it especially me sam is not really that active at all but (laughs) you should follow me at tova jones on instagram because my favorite thing to do on instagram is to post these questions and polls and surveys and i really get a chance just to talk with my instagram family and we just really talk about relevant relevant things and so it was a a a a statement that came up from the shade room. Y'all know, see, Sam don't go in the shade room. He he not into all that. He he busy. He got a life. He he helping people out, <laughs> therapizing them and you know, helping them with their mental health. Uh-huh. But um there was a, a quote or a statement on um Instagram that really sparked my interest and literally um, we get a lot of our topics from our lived experience but also from what other people are dealing with because mm-hmm. we're talking to y'all I mean it's not just about us and so it said here's a statement you should never have to tell a man how to treat you and that's what I'm just now learning sometimes it feels like you have to teach a man when they ain't never been in no relationship. A man is going to treat you how he feel about you, and that's that. So basically, sis was saying, I don't have time to teach a man how to treat me. He going to do what he going to want to do, and I don't got time for it. So today's topic is teach me how to love. Ain't that a song? It sure is by Music Soul Child. If we had some copyrights, I would. I will play the song because that's one of my favorite songs. Um, But we're going to talk a little bit about that. So Mm. a lot of people know about Gary Chapman's five love languages. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is like the marriage staple outside of the Bible (laughs) and what the Bible says about marriage. Any newlywed couple, any married couple, if you're single you need to go and check out Gary Chapman's Five Love Languages. And basically, it just talks about the ways that people, humans give and express love, okay? So when it comes to our relationships, each one of us, we need certain things out of a relationship. And Gary Chapman has narrowed it down to five things that people want in a relationship and normally you have you take this quiz and you know you score high and then it kind of goes in numerical order on which you like so the first one is words of affirmation you know what that is it's just saying what affirming you with my words Mm -hmm. two is acts of service taking out the trash washing the dishes you know uh changing the baby diaper waking up in the middle of the night receiving gifts 
And a lot of people, I can I can talk about this one because this is my love language. It sure is. Oh, boy. <laughs> Receiving gifts. It doesn't have to be a Lamborghini or a, or a penthouse. Or does it? No, it does not. <laughs> but it's just the thought that counts. Gifts and surprises. People that um, like receiving gifts as a love language, that's what they like. Quality time. You heard Sam say that. Just spending one-on-one time, intentional time with one another, and then physical touch. We ain't got to elaborate. We know what that is. And that's my favorite. And that is Sam's favorite. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about a couple of things about the love language. Number one, I already told y'all what the love languages were. We, We narrowed them down, get the book, read that. But how do these five love languages play a part in marriage? Sam, what would you say? How would you see the five love languages playing a part in marriage? Yeah, I think, um, there's this there's this piece where when we're trying to encourage and or grow in love, encourage each other or grow in love, you know, for example, me and you, yeah. um, you know, we had to learn, you know, not only each other's love language, but how to adequately and properly express that. Yeah. Because, for example, touch. I'm a touch guy. Man. And and I appreciate when you touch me. You know, appropriately on this podcast. Inappropriately, I'm your wife. Okay, listen, I can can get real and raw if you want me to do it. I can touch you on. Okay, okay. (laughs) it's it's not rated X. Um, But you know, I I appreciate when you when you touch me when you know holding hands. Um, all the other stuff. Um, I just appreciate. I do appreciate that. And also, though, I found that in myself. The way that I express love in many cases is touch as well to mm-hmm, you, which mm-hmm. is your lowest on the totem pole. Very. You know, when we took the test and, you know, I had to understand over time that, oh, while I may appreciate expressing love in a way that's touched, that's not what my wife appreciates, even though that's what I also appreciate because mm-hmm. I'm often giving what I want. Mm-hmm. People give what they want when it comes to love. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a telltale sign. You know, for example, if you were a person that always gave gifts, it's probably because you appreciate gifts. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the best love you knew how to express because that's how you understood how to receive love for yourself, mm-hmm. even if you didn't get it. Yeah. And I think the love languages play a vital role in marriage because it basically is your express need of how you want to feel loved. Mm -hmm. If we go through life, through marriage, not understanding what our spouse needs, we're going to be in a world of trouble. Exactly. And at the beginning of our marriage, it was rough. Even though we took the five love languages, Mm -hmm. I was trying to give you gifts and surprises. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And when you did not react in the way that I thought you should, I was upset. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, babe, this is nice. What? Mm -hmm. I just spent hundreds of dollars on this gift to show you that I need some tears. I need some jump. Emotional reaction. I need some emotion because that's how I feel loved and like with you when you touch me and want to hold my hand and rub me and rub your feet on me and all kind of stuff i'm like okay give me some space give give, give me 50 feet Mm -hmm. and it was we we struggled with that because you didn't feel loved because i wasn't touching you enough Mm -hmm. and i wasn't holding you or cuddling you or whatever you wanted in that moment and for me i'm just like okay 
I need more gifts. Exactly. Not not gold digging gifts, but I need to be thought of. I, I need the intention behind it to resonate in our relationship. Yep. And and then I think the next step and the next evolute the next evolution of that is paying attention when your wife or your spouse's excuse me spouse's love language changes or adjusts. Yeah. Because there's this there's this pinnacle in marriage where we often talk about, you know, marriage uh, evolves based on the years that you're together or relationships in general mm-hmm. evolve. Let's just say the first seven years are a certain aspect, and then once those seven years complete, you go through another cycle for almost another seven to eight years. Oh my god! You know? getting ready to go through and, another cycle. And, and yeah, you do. You know, you talked to me the other day about the seven year itch. I was like, I don't believe so, Jim Jesus. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, it ain't going to be That's me. That's another podcast. It ain't going to be me, the seven year itch. It ain't me. Um, I mean, statistics show yes. that that is a real thing. It's, and we were just talking about it. That's because a season becomes comes to a complete yeah. completion in that. And so my point is, you have to be in a place of, of, of adjustment um, and willing to adjust as a person's love language maybe even changes. Mm-hmm. Because I think that when you had Olivia, for example, yeah. you began to appreciate what's called acts of service. Definitely. Exactly. And, and for me, I was giving you gifts still up until this point, and I wasn't getting the emotional reaction that I thought I should have got from you. And I'm like, this is your love language. Well, actually, yeah. your love language had adjusted. Yeah. And and in that, I had to learn how to love you in a in a newer way mm-hmm. that was, um, you know, that you began to be expressive of what you needed, what you needed, expressing yeah. what you needed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that leads us to our thesis of this podcast Mm -hmm. is can you teach your spouse and I don't like the word teach Mm -hmm. I I want to use the word communicate Mm -hmm. because I'm not your teacher I am your partner and I believe that I can communicate with you how to treat me so I I had you know this poll up on my Instagram and some people were like you know I'm not taking the time to teach a man how to treat me outside of the basic love outside of the basic respect and like, don't put your hands on me. We don't got time to go through and teach that. That should be a given. And if you don't know that it's up to you as a woman or a man to be like, I'm willing to stick this out and and figure this out with you. But we're just saying that the, the, your spouse knows how to respect you and they know how to not put their hands on you. That's, that's the basic. Beyond that, I believe that there is a continual uh, communication mm-hmm. that needs to take place on how to treat me. And you and you made it perfectly clear. After I had Olivia, my love language changed drastically. Not only my love language, but my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I had just lost weight. I gained that weight back. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel sexy. Mm-hmm. I was having hormonal things. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to be touched. I let's be real. I didn't feel sexy. I'm just like all of this is changing, and I think Sam saw me changing, but I hadn't communicated that with so him. True. And so we had to have a conversation. Like, babe, what worked nine months ago, even. <laughs> Is not about to work in this season. Exactly. And that wasn't teaching him. That was just having communication saying, hey, babe, I need this from you. I need that from you. And as women, we should not be afraid to to communicate with the people or the person that we're with 
this this even goes in relationship yeah. platonic friendships yeah you should not be afraid to speak your expectations people are not mind readers if you like gifts and surprises and your spouse thinks that that's not who you are you need to have a conversation <laughs> if you want some roses on Valentine's Day, and this man keeps bringing you an edible arrangement. <laughs> it's not that you're ungrateful. Just express your expectations yeah, so because true. you will continually be disappointed when expectations are not expressed. Man, listen, you're getting into all my notes right now because I, <laughs> you know, when you started talking about this aspect of of teaching, you know, and the frame of that, I had to sit and quiet myself a second and it'd be like, okay, like. A lot of people are going to have fault with this frame. Yeah. But whenever you have a frame, and in counseling we call this, you just need a reframe. Yeah, a reframe. And a reframe for me is often cases we don't need to be in a place where we have to correspond with people based off teaching. Mm -hmm. We have to correspond with people, our loved ones, people that we want to be in relationship with or that were our spouses with the aspect of learning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, do we need a teacher and trainer? Maybe not. But do we always need to be a learner in conversation and in communication? Yes. Yeah. And and I think that that's where this aspect of understanding how love works, you know, I think that, you know, we don't arrive at mastering love, Mm-mm. you know, rather we ought to be like someone in search of love, yeah. you know, that's depthless, that's, that has no bottom, no top, that's heightless, as the verse says, like in Ephesians, mm-hmm. you know, where it talks about, you know, man, how, how deep, how high, how powerful is the love of Christ? Yeah. And that's yeah. an important piece of understanding how within we are to love those who we're in relationship with. Yeah. And so like what I often tell, you know, people that I'm counseling or individuals in part is I tell them what I call the five C's. Okay. And and we're going to leave you with this. So the five C's, one of them is what my wife just got done clearly communicating. And that was communicating clearly about your wants and needs. And that's clearly. 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 No blurred lines. Right. No right. stepping on eggshells. Yeah. Clearly and respect respectfully communicate your expectations i just had to say let it be clear don't go in thinking that your spouse can read your mind mind. like you should know me if you don't know me by now you will never know me (laughs) that's a false statement if you don't know me now communicate that you don't Mm -hmm. know me so we can have some talk and we can talk about it because i don't know you now but Mm -hmm. i i used to know you you changed exactly exactly And, and when you're communicating clearly about your wants mm-hmm. and needs, it means like, for example, expressing, I need touch, mm-hmm. you know, I want more of your time. I think sometimes we're afraid, you know, or make exceptions as to why we want or need something with our spouse, Yeah, you know, and that's really kind. It's really kind to not do it. If you don't want to, oh, I'm just being kind of not communicating. But when you end up seeing someone, you know, slip into someone's dreams yeah. or DMs or interactions at work because you weren't honest, you have a whole nother thing coming. Very true. And that's what happens when you don't express your wants and needs. The number two, see, I say is courage. I think it's, you have to have courage to be wrong. Yeah. Courage to be wrong. What I mean by this is like, it's is something I've learned, I think, in our relationship. Yes. You know, as a learner, I'm going to try different things to show you I love you. And that means, you know, 
sometimes I'm going to make mistakes. That is so good. Yeah. Having the courage to be wrong because so many times in relationship, we're fighting to be right. Yeah. And honestly, when we're in a battle of trying to be right, nobody wins. Yep. And so having the courage to be wrong, even though I'm trying, it takes maturity mm -hmm. because on one end, I have to have courage not to be in offense. Mm -hmm. And when you don't respond the way that I want you to, I have to be okay with trying something else a different way and not bringing up, you know, that I tried something and you dissed it or didn't like it yep. or didn't acknowledge it. Have the courage to keep trying until you get it right. Exactly. That's so good, babe. Yeah. yeah that's that's it. so good. Yeah. And I, and I think it's important because you, on, on one side, it's like, I'm going to acknowledge the attempt. Yeah. If you don't acknowledge the attempt, that other person's probably never going to try again. Ooh, especially men. <laughs> especially men. Especially men. Oh, you ain't you don't respect what I just did? Respect keyword what yeah. I just did. Yeah. Forget it. You ain't getting that part of me no more. And that's one thing I found out mm -hmm. with you is that if I don't acknowledge something, it's harder for you to come back around and do it. Exactly. Something so subliminal, like if he washed the dishes and I did not you know, I didn't acknowledge it out loud to him. It's not that he won't do the dishes, but he won't do it as quickly or as hastily or mm -hmm. take initiative because men love that respect. Sure and, do. you know, just acknowledging that initiative that they took. That's good. Good. I'm, we're almost out of time, so I'm going to give these to you quickly. Be considerate. Yeah. I think uh, the willingness to be emotionally considerate is really key in relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember, I always say this, remember that your spouse especially when you're in conflict and contention and there's an argument when you disagree, your spouse is not your enemy. <laughs> I think it's important to be emotionally and consciously aware that your spouse should be given the benefit of the doubt That's good. that they really do want and have your best interests in mind. That's good. They're not your enemy. Yeah. You know, number four, context. We talked about ice last mm -hmm. time, information, mm -hmm. context, and experience in a former podcast. Context, let me just explain a little bit more, is a person's history, their family, their location, where they're from, right? And the education that affects their worldview. If these things are informing their world, I think we have to navigate that. Sometimes people aren't able to just unlearn certain aspects. Yeah. And that's where the consideration goes in. It's important in that place when you have a person's context at play, you have to study your spouse. And and I will say this, if you aren't married, mm -hmm. You have to make that decision you to sure be like, do. I'm going to put in the work to study who <laughs> to I'm with, study who I'm with yeah. and be okay with communicating with them what I need. And it may be a reframe mm -hmm. of what they know to be respect or mm -hmm. love or mm -hmm. treating a woman. Mm -hmm. You have to be okay with putting that time in. Now, if you marry, you win that thing. Now you just have to have <laughs> continual conversations mm -hmm. about what that looks like. Yeah. And the last one I got for everybody is yeah. is concise. Yeah. People forget, and especially anxious people, when you're when you're dealing with anxiety, you often cases are trying to pile on so much information. You want change now. Ooh. You want things to be different now. They didn't get in. They should have got it 15 years ago in our relationship, 17 years ago in our relationship, and they ain't got it yet. I get to give you all this stuff. Everything that Sam's talking about, I'm about to give it to you all right now. Everything I told us talking about, no. It's okay to be concise. Yeah. It's okay to share one moment, one thought, and one frustration at a time, especially on a date night. That's so one good. thing at a time. One thing at a time. Don't 
pour it all on thick. Man. Because y'all going to end the night in a fight if it's on date night. I wouldn't even suggest being concise on date night. <laughs> Take the time to have a meeting Man. on the side. I know my one of my good friends, our good friends, they have a family meeting where they hold their contentions until this meeting, and then they talk about it. One thing, one issue... The other person has to listen. Yes. That's how it goes. You, it's, it's a slow walk. If you think about marriage as eternity, you got eternity mm-hmm. to get this thing in, in, in the pocket. Yeah. I mean, some things are urgent. You do have to have conversation about. Don't, don't wait till eternity. Yep. But be okay with dealing with one thing. At a time. One thing at a time, babe. Those C's, bless my life. I think I'm stuck at the courage <laughs> to be wrong. I'm telling you. Because I think that that resounds with me. Because, uh, like, who like being wrong? Nobody. <laughs> no, and that's why marriage is selfless. Yeah. That's why it's a reflection of Christ in the church, because it's selfless. Yeah. That's okay, okay go, y'all. That that's that's what we have for y'all today. And please make sure if you're liking the business of marriage, to go give us some likes, give us a review. If you are not following us on social media, you missing out. Especially on mine, we having fun over there. Follow me at Toba Jade at G. Uh, I just gave y'all my email. Sure no, did. follow me at Toba Jones on Instagram. <laughs> That's all right. It's Toba Jones at Toba Jones on Instagram, y'all. That's where y'all can find her. Um, and you can find me at Sam Jones 0608 on Instagram. Uh, this has been the business of me. Don't y'all be emailing me. <laughs> you can follow us at the business of marriage. All right, y'all. We'll see you next time. See you next Friday for more love and more growth in your marriage. Yeah, peace out. Peace out. <laughs>